<laughs> Gary Busey. What happened to his son, Nick? Oh, no, it was his son. Jake. Jake Busey. Look, looked like him, but just leaner. He was in uh, Starship Troopers and and uh, Tom Katz. Yeah. Yeah. Big teeth as well. Teeth like a row of urinals. You ready to go? I haven't got the run sheet here. You ready to go? Mate, born ready. Uh, do, it as we, uh, do it as we pot, Tim. Welcome to this. The, are we the fifth episode? Five? Yes. Got it right this week. The fifth episode of season two of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. As always, I am Sean Peter Barge. I am joined, as always, by Fabian Guadagnolo. Buonasera, ragazzi. And as since about August, Tim Davis. Good afternoon, everybody. It's probably evening. That's okay. It's a good start. Yeah, 6.50. Uh, this week we've been going back and forth about a run sheet. Fabian assures me that he has one. And uh, No, I actually said to you, don't rely on me for a run sheet. With, Tim raised a few topics that he wants to talk about. With that in you mind... You refuse to listen to it. With that in mind, into the breach we go. Where are we starting, Fabian? The new ball is yours. I think we should start with the Champions League. Um, okay. Champions League's back. Yeah, it is. Um, knockout stages. So it's the round of... 16. Round of 16. So this week we're getting the first four games. Mm, I don't like that. Um, I, I get and, and why they do Next week it. will be the the other four games. So this morning there was two. Um, PSG beat United two nil at Old Trafford. Roma. Roma beat FC Porto two one. Was that in the Stadio Olimpico? Stadio Olimpico. Um, it's and the t- Olympic Stadium, is it not in Rome? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been uh, you bringing up the old uh, Avanti books, Sean. You were learning Italian again. I know a thing or two about Italy. Yep. Um, <laughs> Ritardo. <laughs> Sean is sempre in ritardo. <laughs> I had someone in our class translate it there. Sean, Sean is always a retard. <laughs> ritardo means late. <laughs> so when he was asked to translate the word ritardo, he said retard. That's cool. Um, so tomorrow's fixtures, um, speaking of retards, Tottenham Hotspur. And um, savage, <laughs> that's provocative. I love it. Um, if Spurs versus Borussia Dortmund and Ajax versus Real Madrid, who, who sorry, Ajax, oh, Ajax, Ajax, yeah. Ajax, for yeah, Ajax. <laughs> um, Real Madrid are paying a dollar ninety-five for the win. Beat Ajax. To beat Ajax. I don't care where it is. It's in. It's in the Netherlands. It's in um, I've Amsterdam. Been there. I've been to the Amsterdam Arena with the two two capital A's. Are they uh, uh, AX or IX, however yeah. you want to pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Not Ajax. No, that's an industrial solvent. Are they rivaling the Geelong Footy Club as far as longevity of sponsorship? With, with ABN, ABN Amro. Amro. Yeah. Um, no, well, no, I mean, no, well, I mean, Geelong have been sponsored by Ford for like 90 years. Yeah, and I reckon it's the same for... ABN AMRO existed, jeez, that's a big call. I'm going to look this up immediately with my fast internet. I mean, I guess if it's private, private ownership. No, no, I'm saying on the shirt sponsorship. It's synonymous, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, and I I just think, I just, I don't know, just thought of it, put it out there, but, um... It's a beautiful shirt in general. Well, it's very, is, it's yeah. very difficult for them to get the Ajax shirt wrong. So this morning, the big game obviously was at Old Trafford. Um, disappointing to have lost, but as Sean and I were discussing 
off pod. It's probably I've just looked it up. Not a, a, not a surprise. ABN Amro have been the shirt sponsor of Ajax since actually. Hold on, no, actually, this is ridiculous. Is Fabian's been been revealed to be a hack fraud here? <laughs> ABN Amro were the sport shirt sponsorships for I, sponsor, sorry for Ajax from 1991 to 2008. Then they were replaced by Aegon. Was he the bloke from the They were too. Like it's got a, like a little cocked 45-degree square. It looks similar-ish because AB and Amro used to run vertically. So, yeah, vertically. Down the side. And when are they saying it started? 91. That's bullshit. It's earlier than 91. Well, it says TDK were 82 to 91. Tom DeConning. The king. <laughs> uh, yes, do continue. Well, I say Geelong. Geelong, the answer is it's, the answer it's Geelong. Is Geelong. Ford and Geelong. Well, you said it probably would be Geelong. Um... Sorry, I was touching on the PSG Man United game. Yep. 2-0. Um, KG first half, neither team really showed much. Both looked wary of each other's pace. Absolutely. And down United's right was where most of the action was coming from. But at the half, Jesse and Anthony and Anthony Martial both got substituted, both picked up injuries. And I think they just ham- hamstrung United from a point of view of second half, PSG have come out, and rightfully, that they did. They, they dominated, they put us on the back foot, scored two goals in very quick succession, but I think Oli was tactically hamstrung by no pace. forced those two substitutions. You kind of couldn't even bring on... We, brought on... we brought on two guys that can run for two guys that can't, and one of them can't play anymore. So, you're talking and about Alexis? Alexis is getting awfully close to... Um... Well, I've put it out there that See he, you later, he can't. He hey, can't. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? This is fab. Let's do it. You know, you know what to do. We launched a new segment last week. And okay. This is a very good opportunity. Alexis Sanchez cannot handle the pressure of a big club. Discuss. I disagree. I would probably frame that question more that he's just is he is he to use the the football parlance. He's a bastard. His legs are gone. I'll give you the reason I say this. I think he can, because he's shown in the past. I mean, look, I get where you're coming from, maybe from the point of view that at Barcelona he wasn't the main attraction. He was no good. Yep. But he was fine. He played he was well okay, but he wasn't. But he wasn't the main attraction. No. He operated, you know, as part of, um, if we if we say, he was the, the George in the Beatles, hmm. or even maybe the Ringo, and that suited him fine. He could still contribute. We'll call him the Ringo. Yeah. Disrespecting George. Well, when he jumped up to international level and the World Cup that he had, because he scored two against us, didn't he in the uh, the opener mm. of that of that year, and, and I think people took more notice of his ability overall. Yep, and recognised you. This guy's just like you've been saying; he's been plying his craft here at Barcelona and probably flying under the radar. And he's just a really good football player. Then he look at Arsenal, and I don't mean to disrespect uh, Alex. Disrespect shout him. out to Alex. Um, what about me? Yeah, <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> shout out to Tim. Arsenal he, aren't a big he was club. a slightly bigger. He was Go a bigger fish in a slightly smaller. Club. Arsenal aren't a team. If Manchester United and Barcelona and Real Madrid, on, Arsenal aren't on the level of those are the two. Olympic, the fifty meter swimming pool at the Aqua Arena in Doncaster. Arsenal are that little kid's wading pool just up the top. <laughs> no, they're the Intex blow up ones. <laughs> good for one summer. Yeah, good for a summer. But no, like they you know, he went there and with Mesut Ozil, like they were pretty big fishes in a fishes. smaller pond. Fishes, yeah. So you're kind of making my point. At Udinese, he was great. Yep. And that was when I first, obviously being an avid City R watcher, I was like... When was the last time you watched City R? Last week. Bullshit. He doesn't like me 
Tell him the truth. He just doesn't like the truth. Because he never talks about it, ever. I don't think oh, he can handle should I have truth. a conversation about you? Oh, Sean, did you see the... Uh, yeah, but the you don't, no, I'm not the, expecting uh, you to Lazio ring me. Lazio Padma game last week. No, okay. I'm not expecting do you... Want, you do you want me to give you a 25-minute rundown over the phone? I'm not expecting you to bring it up, but it's it's like you could see the most amazing thing in Syria, and you just never even mention it in passing. You never even say, oh, I just happened to be watching uh, such and such. He'd be really good for United. I watched him in the... Uh, the Udinese I, I have a game. general bands chat room with the, some friends of mine, and I, I brought it up a couple of weeks ago when um, the January transfer window was open. Who, um, who certain clubs should be looking at from Serie A? I'm sure you'd be, may as well uh, fire that off with us now. Oh, don't look, we've wasted 25 minutes talking about Alexis Sanchez. We've only been going for nine minutes. Feels Trust like me, Sean. Nine cracking. minutes on this pod, nine minutes can turn into Feels nine Feels like minutes. you're cracking under the pressure. No, no, not at all. But no, You I want think... me to talk about transfers that happened three weeks ago, specifically from the Serie A. You're, just, you're being a knob. No, well, you said that you speak regularly about anyway, transfers we're trying to talk about the Serie Champions League, and you're trying to do everything to avoid the Champions no, League. No, I don't have an issue with it. Manchester United were beaten by a far better side. Who I, just, who but I, think, coached, I think there's not um, excuses, but I think there's... There's no, there's an, no, there's not an excuse. It's an explanation. They're a better team. Their coach Absolutely. has been with them for the whole season. Our coach has been with us for 10 games, and he's trying to rebuild the culture, the fabric of a club. Had a couple of tactical things go against us on the night. I think what it did expose or what it did show us is um, the overload that uh, that PSG were able to affect on our left-hand side for Anthony and Jesse and anyone I operating thought on that was side. Good. I thought Jesse was very good. Off the right. On that side, mm. that they were able to, once those changes happened... And even when Anthony was on the field... Anthony are, was ineffective. No, but because they were able to yeah. just tilt over to the left. Yeah. Tilt over to their right-hand side and just overload double-team. Because on, out on the other side, Jesse aside, I mean, but there wasn't a threat going forward, bombing on. So they could, didn't have to worry oh, about Jesse it. Jesse and, 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 and Ash did okay, but... Like I said, well, we've got to stop playing Ash. Who are you going to play? We've got to buy someone. We've got to oh, stop playing well, Ash. Mate, we all agree this. It's not like... But it's not as holes. In centre back, right back, but it's not as though this right has happened mid. now. But this is not as though that's happened last week. Yeah, yeah I know. But who we've got on the list? It's for no three one. Years. Ash is probably the best right back because Antonio is cooked. What an extraordinary indictment that is! I'm not disputing it, and I think Diego, Diogo, I don't mind him. Will end up being a, a decent player. Yeah, but um, yeah, I agree. We, need, we I, need an upgrade, but that's not to say that Ash didn't play. I would just—he was very lucky not to get a second yellow. Second half, yeah. Um, for pushing. Oh, speaking of second yellows. No, for pushing Di Maria into the fence. That was beautiful. Uh, I was. I thought as soon as he did. You I loved saw, Di Maria because you, you you were one of those wankers who bought a Di Maria buy, shirt. No, no, no. You, you know my feelings on Angel. I thought he was a heartless squib in his last <laughs> four or five. You and Goss should get together and take a, a, he was a photo of, of your your Memphis and Mate, and how Di Maria tops. I got Schweinsteiger as well. Um, <laughs> no, no, and, Schweinsteiger's and Yanazai. Schweinsteiger comes back to the club and he gets a standing ovation. He's loved. But Di Maria. I can't remember the game in particular, but he came on and it was like what? Like it was a cold night, that sort of thing. But he was he was fucking pathetic. Like I remember watching him and thinking, "You should be the best player in the league." But he did one good thing. You taking the, yeah the chip against the Leicester. chip against Leicester, which we that game still still irks me. Mate, I hate Leicester because of that game and because of Jamie Vardy's disgusting <laughs> so, dive. Anyway, we move forward. The refereeing though was disgusting. Yeah, was well, that, he's trying to. Pogba commits two fouls and gets two yellows. But the second one's there. The second one is a yellow. When and, you um, see it, he didn't get. It was, oh, it was late. It's not intentional, but he was late and he got him high. That's a yellow. The first one wasn't a yellow. What's the um? What was their midfielder? I've drawn a blank on his name. Uh, Ke- uh, 
begins with a K. Drawn a blank on his name. It sounds like Mbappe with a K. Kimbappe. <laughs> it's something like that. Sounds like a member of the Kardashian family. Um, he, he scored the goal. He was yes, exactly. Yeah. He was roaming around. He could have been sent off twice. For, he, he could have been sent off twice. Kim Beppe. Sorry, for, I was close. That's for I accumulated fouls. Yeah. He committed four or five shockers that were probably cards. The referee tried to control the game. Some referees like to stamp an authority, show a few yellow cards early in the game to say, hey, there's not going to be any of that, and control it. Two things. One, when you do that, you have to kind of know who you've booked and yeah. for what. So then when... Some players face a red card. You go, well, look, I've booked you for control purposes. Does it warrant you getting sent off now? I'll give you another talking to. But it wasn't one of those games. I was at a football game. A it wasn't of- a Liverpool United where you go, should I have to stand my authority here and get this thing calmed down? It was, wasn't like that. I was at a football game a couple of weeks ago where one of the teams were persistently fouling one of the players, their opponents. and Which game was this, Sean? It was a W League game. And they... Um, that team got a warning from the referee to persistent fouling. The next foul is a yellow card. And it was sort of like, thank, finally. Like, yeah, okay, good. The next foul was committed by a player on the other team who got a card. And you're going, my lord. That's, that's, that's not how it works. You're like, that's not how this works. Yeah. That was literally... I'm going to warn you. There was anybody, there was any one of the 22 on the pitch, you're <laughs> up for a yellow. It's like, that's... And you just, you just shook your yeah, that's, that's But shit is. what I sometimes think happens in situations like this is... Um, referees are governed and guided by the outdated notion of English football being very agricultural. When you look at Manchester United's team and go, there are only a handful of English players in there, most of them are Europeans. But this idea that oh, English football is tough and rough and tumble and because of that I need to make sure that I keep them in line because they're going to go around blah, blah, blah. Three were in the United starting line. But that's what I mean. This idea that these English teams, are they're a bit more out of control so we need to keep them in check got to protect the continental teams but you know it's ridiculous because you, you don't have teams made up of 11 british players anymore yeah. who, are, who are like that which that's that was the case 30 years ago that's right but it prevails to this day uh, obviously the other game roma got away uh, late mm-hmm. got the winner 2-1 but obviously porto more than um, good value for that got their away goal it's 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 a good tie because they're both pretty even i don't want to say evenly bad but they're they're they're, they're the caliber below and we're probably we around, could, around we, them. Yeah, we could probably go head to head with them. Yeah, so we're I was around. Say, where does Arsenal fit next to two teams? Thursday night. That's where Arsenal fit. Yeah, yeah you'd be able to find out on Channel Five <laughs> Thursday night. I never. You're playing I, on a plastic peach in far eastern Europe. Yeah, you think you're playing Ruben Kazan? <laughs> they don't even play during the winter because you can't get into the state. You're playing Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even in Europe. I think uh, Rostov are next up for the winner <laughs> of your tie. Maccabi Haifa. I think you're Maccabi Diva. I know, I know, I know my Israeli football team. Maccabi, Maccabi Diva, Maccabi Haifa. They're called. There's Maccabi Haifa and Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv as well. I think there's several Maccabis. Okay. <laughs> um, so tomorrow's game, obviously the AX Real Madrid game, we touched on. I think that'll be a foregone conclusion. Jump on a dollar ninety-five. That's money. So who are we backing? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Madrid. Sports better giving away free cash tomorrow morning. Real Madrid. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Like Tim told the story about, like sometimes you just get whoever's set in the market. You're like, don't, don't think. Like they AX know are paying three dollars ten, and I know it's an away game, but it's Real Madrid, three-time current reigning champions. So um, <laughs> they won four of the last five. Um, and the other game, obviously, at Wembley, Tottenham versus 
Hard one to judge. Borussia if, if, Dortmund. Marco Royce is out. If Spurs had Kane, it would be more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, I no think, Delhi. I think Spurs should still be good enough to get the result. Yeah. But it just depends. I think I think Dortmund will, will be happy with a goal. I'll be looking specifically at the talents of Davison Sancho. Sancho. It's like Sancho Bow. Oh, sorry, you're talking about. Bo- uh, <laughs> I know it's Sancho Bow. Don't. No, you're talking about the Dortmund men, Jadon Sancho. Sa- Jadon Sancho. That's yeah. what I just said. I think you said Davinson. I did Sancho. say Davinson Sancho's plays for Tottenham. I, I can I combine two players from opposite. <laughs> That's opposites, what I was thinking. I was thinking from what are you the doing? Opposite yeah. team. No, Jadon Sancho, who's obviously there from from City. City, yeah. And um, rave reviews on him this year. I don't watch a lot of Bundesliga football. Surprisingly, I watch every other league. I watched Serie and the Premier League. And, and the A-League. We're, and we're Not this in- season because I'm waiting on free tickets. You know anyone who can help me out there, Sean? I offer him tickets every week. Hey, what happened on Sunday? We lost. Uh, yeah, elaborate. Let's talk Perth. about it. It was top of the table clash. Yeah, look, we're a little bit hamstrung. I think the penalty was a bit stiff. I think most people probably would agree. They really? saw the penalty as a little Excuses bit Excuses, really better harsh. budge. Well, no, do you, do you think it was a penalty? I've got that I work with that were talking about going and were excited that it should be a great... A great. It wasn't a. It was. It was very evenly matched. Contest, yeah, yeah, look, it was very evenly matched. At the end of the day, unfortunately, so was um, it one nil? Was it two one? Two one. Sorry, two we one. Yep. victory haven't been able to put together to play Perth just at this moment. Probably what would be the best team? Yes. Um, Kiss K Honda started on the bench. He came on at about sixty minutes. How'd he go? Uh, look, Charles, look, look, he looked fine. So how did he combine with uh, Toivonen? Toivonen didn't play. So not well. So not Is well. Is he crook or were they just Cork. managing him? Cork. Cork. Yeah. How's Keske's hamstring? Moved well. Is it fact? It is fact, yeah. Okay. Did you say that, By the way, Real Madrid is $1.91. Oh, yes. Don't say Real. That was the possibly... Real. Being in the room when he said it... Possibly the funniest thing I have seen this year. Can can we get this Yeah, I've got it already. Excellent, thing. Being in the room when he said it, um, the context of what he was saying actually made sense. It did. It's life. It's it's reality. It's It's fucked. fucked. And it was like, it was one of these moments where you went, oh, Keske's just dropping truth bombs. And the funniest thing is, you had to the perfect me, Kevin beat. Muscat is one of, one of, in all respect to Kevin Muscat, mm. he's one of the roughest blokes around the edges from a football perspective across yeah. his career. And yet he was the one. Russ being kind the, to him. The wherewithal just to be able to say. The way he said it, his delivery, there was a, like a, a beat, there was a pause. Fact. Yeah, it was very good. It was, it was and then I love how Kesk Kes tries to apologise. Yeah, Kev really was like, oh, no, I understood. I understood you. Yeah. I'm just clarifying for them. It was very good. It was no, very good stuff. But look, no, we got. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, a little bit disappointing on the Sunday. I think uh, the two teams play later in the uh, March 30th or something. In I think it might be the second or third last game of the year in Perth. So from a victory point of view, I think. Um, the team will very much be hoping that Keske is fully fit. Like James Donachie comes in, hopefully he's fully fit. Georg Nieder might have played half an hour on the weekend. Do you win it? I, I think our best eleven against their best eleven can get the job done. Yeah, because again, I'd say semi- depending where it is too, though. Uh, I'd, I'd say irrespective. I think if it's in Perth and if it's our harder best, to travel. Yeah, if our best eleven's fired up, ready to go, I think I think they can get the job done. Well, the semi tails from the punt story. A mate of mine who I work with, uh, Kaka, shout out to Kaka. Mm. Kaka's holding a ticket to win something or in the vicinity of five to seven grand. It escapes me exactly what the number is, but it was New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl into victory to win um, the A-League. So Premiership or championship? 
To finish top of the ladder or to win the final series? To win the final series. Okay. That's that's the premiership. That premiership's top of the ladder? Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Championship. So to win the championship. Internally, internally, what what is more coveted? I actually wouldn't know because it's my first season. Um, I think that there's a degree of... First season following the A-League? No, working, you said internally. I wouldn't have known the internal workings of the club when I was inside the club. Um, I think that... You're a big fan of the A-League. There's a measure of... The way that Australian sports work is a final series. Yeah. So we qualify. You spend all season qualifying for a final series and then win finals to win a championship. So there's that from an Australian point of view. But then by the same token, if you finish top after 27 rounds, it's good effort. That's why you win the premiership. So ideally you win both. You do the double and that represents just a fantastic season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll look, to be honest with you, I wouldn't know. Well, well from an English football league perspective... What's the premiership? What's the pinnacle? Yeah, the premiership. You have to win it. It's the first. It's the first goal you set every season because without winning the premiership, if you lose the premiership, mm. but top you four. win, say the FA Cup, no, people would no, 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 rather finish the top Champions four. League. No, 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 the Champions League's different. In terms of domestic, in terms of domestic, in, if you were just looking at the the four things on offer, or was it three things on three offer things. in England? It'd be, to be honest with you, in a weird sort of way, it would almost be. I reckon it'd almost be top four. You go, we just got to get top four. They've made it so lucrative that it's championship, top four, FA Cup, League Cup. Yeah. Yep. But in my eyes still, I'd have the Champions League. I'd rather win the Champions League than the Premiership. If you can. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. The Champions League is the pinnacle. Yep. And, and it's pro- – and is it – and this is just for the unwashed that are listening and speaking as yeah. it happens. So um, Arsenal fans. <laughs> stop it. Um <laughs> To win a premiership, you probably need a greater depth of talent to see your nav- see your team navigate through thirty eight weeks. Yep. Whereas if you had a stacked team of of talent and just maybe just an eleven, you could eke your way through to the the legs that matter, get your wins, find yourself to a Champions League final, and and maybe take something out. You still need a pre a degree of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you look at a Real Madrid who have struggled a bit in the league in the last couple of years, but they have prioritised the Champions League yep. and have very much come to the fore based on that star power to win three in a row and four of the last five. This is where the criticism comes of Tottenham. Yes. Because they have an 11. Yeah. They probably don't have the depth to win the Premiership. And, yep. And that's the thing. When Spurs supporters, they all get defensive. Okay, no one's... We will give you shit for not winning the Premiership, but... The sticking point is you don't win anything. Yeah. And you're good enough, and that's the thing, like you are good enough to go and win the League Cup, the FA Cup. Just but just because you can doesn't mean that you do. All right, moving on now. What are we talking about next? You've got the run sheet. I don't have any run Timbo, sheet. Timbo, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to do well, my I was going to talk NBA trade deadline? Uh, go for it. So we had a we had a quick chat last week about uh the trade of Kristaps Porzingis yep. and what it meant for uh, Dallas Mavericks making a genuine move and trying to sort of get back to real uh, to relevance. Yep. Um, which I love, and, yep. and and it was ballsy, and but it is risky. It was fascinating that the Knicks, who have been largely insignificant for a very very long time, since have, Patrick Ewing. Well, that's right. I mean, that's a while. Hmm. Um, did they win a premiership? Did they Pre- win a title uh, with Ewing? No. No. Well, so, so it was a bloke called Michael Jordan in the way. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Um, but they've moved on a guy who could have been a genuine elite and a real um, marquee basketballer. Yep. And and obviously they've done that with a view to try to um, 
update their roster during free agency and, and most likely try look they're trying to get Kevin Durant, they're trying to get Kyrie Irving, and they'll probably be in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes. They won't get all three. They can only get two. two. But it's it's probably two of those three that they're going to go awfully hard to try and get. And and if they land there, the Knicks will look good on paper, and then they have to be able to perform. Um, in the weeks since, some of the biggest moves were um, Philadelphia 76ers finally pulled the pin on the Markel Fultz yeah, oh, not what I was thinking you were going to say, but yeah, that one there. So obviously, former number one draft pick, uh, play, played his, he played at point guard. Imagine, um, just swap him and Tatum around. Because obviously they had the first pick. Well, that's right. That's right. And what a big difference it makes. But then they, they had an embarrassment of riches over a number of years, and they were able to pick players at no, public, positions publicly, that they Publicly tanking. Publicly oh, ab- tanking. Absolutely, yeah. they were. Like, But in the years when they were bad... They were so bad. Like, they they were winning four games a season. Yeah. Like, they were so bad. They weren't trying to lose. They just weren't good enough. It was a little bit like us at times. Ben Simmons was told to take a year off. Well, he took a year off and, hmm. yeah. And what do you think that was? Why didn't you think that they didn't try and get him back and give him game time? But, just- but as you say, if the balance of the team isn't great, why do you – if there is a guy who's under a genuine injury cloud and you're better off to prep for the, the next season, I mean, it, it's, it's the reverse of – your team's not going well. You've got a guy who's playing injured. At some point, you say, put him out, get him right, let's go next season. If you've got a guy who hasn't done the preseason, who's not ready to go, you're going to expose him to senior basketball for what? Your team's mm. not going I think there were elements season. of he, he could have been ready. And he could have been. But the fascinating thing in the way that it's playing out now is Ben Simmons will be their point guard moving forward. There was always the query when you had Fultz in the background of, well, does Simmons end up playing power forward, small forward, power forward, the way that he did in college at LSU, release Fultz to play point guard, is that a better setup for the Philadelphia 76ers? And that had been the, the, the long-asked question. And ultimately, I reckon it was no. You reckon no, he should have... He should no, no, I, I reckon they're better without him. Without Fultz? Yeah. Oh, I, I think so too. Oh, I think he's proven he's not good enough. The bottom line is, well... Ironically, they say he can't shoot, and he's got a really bad shooting style. Ben Simmons. It's gotten worse since, since he hurt himself, and it got worse. Well, I think it's just it, it's a yeah. Now thing. it's mental. Now it's, it's a mental, mental thing. Um, obviously, at the same time, they had uh, Dario Saric as well from um, who who could play that small forward. Yeah, so he's gone. Role. So they've moved him on earlier in the season. That's for the Jimmy Butler trade. That's exactly right. So they brought Jimmy Butler in. He's now playing small forward, and then during this trade period, they've brought in. Tobias Harris. This is the one I want to talk about. Correct. And they've traded away two 2021 first-rounders, and for a very, very long time, they were publicly tanking, as you yeah. said, and they have... It was always going to happen, but they have expressed to the basketball world, we now, we have a win-now attitude. Like, we, we think we can compete now. Yep. Let's add the piece that gets us in the talking, in the conversation right now. And the amazing thing is, they could go hard against... The Warriors, they may not quite get them, but the million dollar question right now is, what's the Warriors starting five next year? Because what they'll do this so year, this, is fascinating, this, this year, they position themselves for this year and beyond. Yeah, with well, what they've done in this trade period. I've written it down here. Take out the Warriors, who at the moment it's ridiculous because of Boogie's contract. Yep, their starting five is ridiculous. It's yes. five all stars in their starting That's what, five: it's Curry, Thompson, Durant, Green, and Cousins. Ridiculous. It's awesome. Okay. This is what Philadelphia have now assembled. Simmons, JJ Redick, yep. 
Joel Embiid. At centre. Jimmy Butler. Yep. Tobias Harris. Yep. Now, Tobias Harris is, was a bee's, bee's dick away from being an all-star this year. Absolutely. Flying. Yep. That top, that starting five, apart from the Warriors, is the best starting five. Now, I'm not saying they're going to play like it straight away. And it, on potential, that's the best starting five. Warriors aside in the NBA. Yeah, well, and they, you had James Ennis and Jonathan Simmons on the bench, mm-hmm. but equally you got Andre Iguodala, Kevin Looney, Jordan Bell, who are... Who, who taking, the be, pi- taking the piss, the Warriors oh, It's are. good, yeah. But I, I'm I'm fascinated by that matchup next time they play. Yep. So um, so that was certainly that was certainly the massive... The, the biggest move during the trade period, Pazingas aside from a bigger picture perspective, was, was Tobias Harris. Yep. The other ones that were of interest throughout it, as a Lakers fan, um, we've obviously moved um, pieces around to be able to hopefully accommodate Anthony Davis at some point. But in doing it, we traded away a 21-year-old seven-foot-one centre in Ivica Zubac, um, and we picked up a 27-year-old bloke in Mike Mascala coming back the other way who can shoot. Mm. But I just sort of you, you sit Nothing there and you go. Sometimes you trade a bloke away and you go. That's going to hurt us. That one day we will regret regret this. And if you get AD and you win championships, you'll probably say it was it was a necessary evil. And maybe it's a little bit like Philadelphia trading away a Darius Sarek. Mm-hmm. You know, you're giving away a very good player. It's hurt them at the moment. I don't think that player is good without him. Yeah. So, yeah. but they've got Jimmy Butler, and if Jimmy Butler starts to click and yep. starts to roll, and he and hasn't he yet, well, he will. He's yeah, he will. Then, nah, look out. I reckon they're the team in the East. I think yeah. they're I think they're better than the Raptors. Well, and interestingly, the Raptors, the Raptors, are pretty Raptors trade away uh, Valanciunas yeah. uh, and got Marcus Gasol back, and it's an aging Marcus Gasol. I mean, he's, yeah, but Marcus Gasol is an up. It's an it's it's an it's, it's a good move. He's probably more reliable, but you have just got a really narrow window of what you're going to get anything out out of him. Teams in the East are finally well. LeBron's not there. Yeah, it's up for grabs, and you can tell by the way they are moving around. They're sort of queuing up to, and then you have got Grant. Boston, who technically should be the best team in the East. And have fallen off a cliff. Yeah, there. Did they? Who won today between them and Philadelphia? Don't know. It was but, about a point in it just before half time, and I, I'd never heard the end result. So, um, I think the other interesting ones: Nikola Mirotic ended up at Milwaukee Bucks. Very, he's perimeter shooter. Great. Absolutely. I loved him at at the at Bulls, Chicago, yeah. and obviously yeah. he had the well publicised fight with Bobby Portis. I think yes, he did too. He got punched. Bobby, Bobby Portis got the ass too. But yeah. Bobby Portis got the ass. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Portis ended up making way for Otto Porter Jr., who I really rate. Yep. He's a very good player. So that's a good pick-up by Chicago. Um, from an Australian perspective, Ton Makers ended up at Detroit Pistons. Thon? Tom Thon. Thon. I think it's Thon. Is it Thon? Thon. Like it's, a thong. it's like Thong without a G. I thought it was Ton as in T-H... T H O N. Make an hard T. Like Thomas. Thon. Okay. You say potato, I say potato. Sean, you want to weigh in? It's Thon. <laughs> Thon Maker. All right, very good. But yeah, um, it was great to see. Obviously, NBA now goes to All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte. Isn't that, just, isn't that just every week now with no defense? <laughs> well, that, I do agree with that. In Charlotte? Um, at, hey. In Charlotte? It's in Charlotte, is it? Where yes. is it? Charlotte. Charlotte. North Carolina? North That's Carolina. correct, yeah. yeah. Tar Heels. Hmm. I like that one. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to... Like, it, it ramps up. Like, it, you hear a lot of people sort of say, you could start a basketball game with five minutes to go 
scores level, just play at the last five minutes. An NBA season is almost woke me up after the All-Star, All-Star weekend. Game. Yeah. It, it only becomes interesting. At You've got to win enough time. games to position yourself, but yeah. now, it's, now it's when it gets serious. You reckon the on. Big Bash season goes on too long? <laughs> just wait till you get a I glimpse. think baseball's probably the worst Yeah, as far as too long. Too long. Wake me up at playoffs. Very much so. And the thing is, the baseball postseason is phenomenal to watch. But yeah. regular season, yeah. I don't care. Like they've got little mini series and stuff. No one cares. And they play back to back games, double headers, all that sort of stuff. I love you it. know what they're great for? When you travel to the States, oh, what's on? Oh, baseball. I can catch a baseball game. Doesn't matter where you are, you'll catch a baseball game. Yeah. I love I've it. never been to the States, but that's something I could see myself doing. Not not that I'm a baseball fan, but I think being for the a experience. Fan, Grab you yourself a warm beer and a flat was it a was it a uh, a cold hot dog and a flat beer. Yep. Um Still on basketball, and we'll move off it very quickly. Excellent. Did you happen to see the highlight of Zion Williams? It's Williamson, isn't it? It's is this the rejection? The rejection for the block. Every it week was... we bring up a Zion highlight, Sean, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> and it's not great on pod because it's obviously yeah. not uh, a visual medium. But um, the guy's trying to take a three. And he's taking uh, a three pointer, and he's got space to burn, and he uh, and from nowhere Zion comes. Flying out, and he's obviously he's about six ten. Mm. I think he's about six ten, but he's obviously got a very very long reach, and he re- swats this bloke. It's, it swats to the car park. It was massive. <laughs> I saw Kevin Durant do that to a kid. Yeah, it was mm. like it was. It it looked like he was just in a different yeah, league. But it was, uh, this it was is just American sports. This is American sport to a T. Well, it is, but when this you see kid the kid does something, when you see the three hundred and sixty degree dunk and all that sort of stuff, yeah, and you go, he's oh, going that, number one nice. in the draft. Oh fuck sure. it! Well, you just spoke about a guy that went number one in the draft that's just been cut. He makes but, a good point. <laughs> he was going to be the savior. I even knew Markel Fultz's name. He was going to be the savior. He's going to come in. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. You look at all the guys that the Lakers have got. These young guys. Oh, he's going to come in. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. They're gone. Well, they're not gone. Where's they were that? put on the trade block yeah. and they've stayed. Where's no? Where's that guy D'Angelo Russell? Is that his name? He's yeah, a he's Brooklyn Nets. He's gonna he was gonna come yeah. in and he was gonna be. Yeah, oh. But everyone else, Brandon Ingram's there and yeah. doing well. Yeah, how's he going? Zuma's doing okay. Kuzma, Kuzma. <laughs> what did that's I call him? Zuma. That's the, that's Kurt, huge. That's Kurt Zuma. <laughs> you know, you Kyle Kuzma. He got playing and, uh, and Lonzo. If Lonzo wasn't Lonzo and didn't have the the. The sh- like the circus that went along with it. He's actually a very good basketballer. How much have you heard from Lavar this year? They've probably said to him, "Shut up, dickhead." I reckon LeBron like put him in a in a headlock in the car park. I, there must so have from been one lat to another. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just there was a comment the other day because of the link of ball as part of the AD trade and all that sort of stuff. Lavar said. Um, uh, he he kind of said, if he's got to be traded, I'll accept that he'd be traded, but I don't want to go. He said, I don't want to go to New Orleans. And it's sort of like, well, no, I'm not going to New Orleans. Was this, sorry, was this was this LeVar Ball, the father, saying that? Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere, champ. Well, Lonzo doesn't do any talk. Lonzo's actually quite... Lonzo's the one going to New Orleans. He's become a pelican. Well, no, you can stay wherever you want, buddy. But it was... it was I, I When I read the comment, I thought, now there's a bloke I haven't heard from in a while. And I thought... Yeah, probably because he started... Didn't he want to launch a... The, the, the big, big the big, big baller brand, big baller brand, and everyone yeah. was like, "What?" Yeah. That should be a brand of undies. <laughs> well, well, maybe potentially. maybe Lavar missed a calling there. Move Could on. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. Yes, uh, I love it. The season's over. No, mate, it's never over. You oh, know that. Jesus Christ! So Every th- game matters. So th- <laughs> this week, the the big news that came out, and a lot of people had been waiting to see 
the decision that was going to be made. Were all the balls at the right pressure at the Super Bowl? Settle down, great man. Probably not. Um, most most heard, likely have, not. Have you heard of a bloke by the name of Kyler Murray? Of course I have. Yeah. He plays for the Carolina Panthers. There you go. There you go. As, thank you very much. Um, Kyler Murray is um, <laughs> was the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Oklahoma this year. The interesting thing about Kyler Murray, or the, the, there's a couple of interesting things about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was taken at pick nine in the 2018 MLB draft. So he's he's an outfielder in baseball, and he's been playing college football, and he's been drafted by the Oakland, by the Oakland Athletics. So um, Billy Bean, hey, is he a five? What do, they, what do they call it? A five pillar player? Is that five what he called? Star player or whatever? Yeah. What do you call it? Because you can catch, you can you, throw, you, you can hit, you can hit with power. What's the fifth one? Got good hair. You can't tell you. Um, but he also won the Heisman Trophy this year. So he was the he was the oh, actually no, we said that we, he's won the Heisman Trophy. But the other thing is, from a footballing perspective, is he's five foot nine and seven eighth inches. So your your prototypical quarterback is too minimum short. six four. Too now, short. To to give it context, Russell Wilson, who's quarterback at Seattle and is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, so he's got the runs on the board. He's five eleven. Where's his best work done, Tim? On the ground, running around outside the pocket. Yep. Because if he stands there, he gets smashed. Well, this is not. By, it's, by it's, it's, six, no, six. it's 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 logical when you can see over the well, when you the line in front of you. Over, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's having to put an arc on all these throws because he's having to get over the people in front yeah. of him. Oh look, I'm I'm not I'm just stating the fact that. This guy clearly he's a phenomenal athlete. Like yep. he he they've actually sort of said he will become. Um, they said he'd become the first player in history to be taken first round in both drafts. Now, having said that, I'm yet to do the math or the research to find out where did Deion Sanders go in the MLB draft in his year. Yep. And I want to know where Bo Sanders, or more importantly, where did Neon Dion go in the? Well, he had to be a first round draft pick in in the NFL. Bo Jackson was the number one draft pick in the NFL, but he never signed. NFL draft, round one, pick five. Pick five, Deion Deon Sanders. Deon. So then you want to know MLB draft for Deion Sanders. And was he originally drafted by Baltimore? I thought he was, but I might be making stuff up. The, the Orioles. Got a good logo. I like the little happy... What is an Oriole? It's a bird. It was originally drafted by the Kansas City Royals in the sixth round the of the 1980. Sixth round. So then tell me, where did Bo Jackson get drafted in the MLB draft? I'll have a look at that. Because at the time I Hold thought... Hold on, do well, I need... Is this a quiz question? Do I need a, a texter? Jeez, it might be coming up later. So anyway, but the interesting thing is because he... Round one, pick one in the NFL draft. That's what I just said, so thank you. Hold on, I'm just... I'm, I was reading out loud. <laughs> well, while you read, should I talk? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so in getting drafted pick nine... By the Oakland Athletics, Kyler Murray uh, will be is guaranteed to be paid four point six six million dollars this year. Sean, first overall pick in the nineteen eighty six NFL draft. Sorry, I thought I'm in the baseball section. I don't know why I have to sorry, read that. Sorry, again. so so long as he signs the contract. So I believe. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming he has signed the contract because they made the point that he has been paid. $1.5 million already of his $4.66 million. What a strange... I've never understood that in American sport that... Fourth round for both. Fourth round for both. <clears throat> you go into the draft and then you can actually decline. To, someone picks you 
And you can actually decline. Bo Jackson was the number one draft pick. You can do that in by NFL the Tampa too. Bay Buccaneers. He did not deregistered for two years. Well, the, the interesting Same there, you thing, don't play. And 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 I've, I've, but no, but then you can negotiate. It's weird. You can negotiate a contract. It's weird. It should just be a minimum. This, sorry, maximum. Go. You go in the draft. It's this. Some players think they're better. All right. Can Fucking I? Can I Joey, Joey Bosa didn't play for. Nearly half a season. Uh, Michael Crabtree did the same thing at San Francisco 49ers. Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, took a while, held out for a while, and spent it eating. And then was <laughs> awful when he came back. Um, so, yeah, I, there was there was a, a bit of a critique on one of the websites that I read uh, about this during the week. So he's been paid $1.5 million. Uh, Good scratch. If he, if he elects to play NFL and never plays MLB, he's got to give back $1.29 million of the $1.5 he's been paid. So he keeps two hundred and ten grand, which is pretty handy. It's pretty handy to be never play baseball again. And, and obviously he forfeits the $3.16 million balance. Oakland, because he signed, get no draft compensation. They've just used the ninth pick in the draft. Well, that's fair and, enough. And they'll get nothing for it if he chooses to. And he, he has said, I'm going into the draft. So he has essentially made the decision, I am playing football. Well, that's just Oakland's stupidity. Baseball well, look, is less reliant on a, the draft system. Well, as it, far as all the sports well, they go, reach, they reach. Like, you still got to go into a farm system. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and you go and you play minor triple leagues, A, double tri- A, exactly for a long time before you actually prove that you make the grade and all that sort of stuff. But what is interesting, as we said, he was he was guaranteed to make four point six six million, and I think that's across his first contract. I don't know how many years that is, but as they said. Baker Mayfield, who was number one draft pick to the Cleveland Browns this year, Browns. he is guaranteed Cleveland Browns. In, in his first contract $32.7 million. Not his first year, his first contract. Because I reckon, you, I reckon he's going to be a gun. And all that sort of stuff and never play again, but he, he would be getting that. Lamar Jackson, who was pick 32 in this draft just gone, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, is guaranteed $8.1 million. So I think they're saying you're a first rounder as a quarterback you're getting paid, yep. whether you're a star or a bust. 50% of NFL quarterbacks have earned in excess of $10 million in their careers. 28% of baseball outfielders have earned in excess of $10 million. So the chances of... He's got to play a when, lot when more baseball talent, too. Well, that's right. He's playing 180 game, 182 games okay. a year. Mate, we've been over playoffs. this in the NFL. Every game matters. I was going to say, but every you're game You're taking counts. the piss with this comment. And then we go a little bit further... 11% of NFL quarterbacks have made at least $100 million across their careers compared to 5% of baseball outfielders. So his chances of being successful are obviously higher in, 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 the, in, the, NFL. in the NFL. His well, chances his of chances being cleaned up in the outfield in the MLB is really, really low. His chances of being financially successful yeah, are higher in the NFL. That's yeah. right. That's right. And if that's what he wants, that's what he's going to get. And you sort of go, all oh, fair play to you. But... Ultimately, the the question as well has to be: You're going to be well paid doing whatever, whatever you do. So, why don't you just do whatever? You, like, why don't you do what you want to do? Wouldn't you love to have been the fly on the wall between Oakland Raiders and Kyler Murray when they said, "Look, we've got pick nine in the draft. We're pretty keen on you. Obviously, you're playing football. If we're going to use pick nine, kind of like to know that you're going to stick with baseball." He might have. He might have done. What the, say you? Oh yeah, I'm all in. No, nah, he might have done the old um, John Elway and just been like, "Don't use it because hmm. I'm not coming." Yeah. So don't pick me. Yeah. I what do you think I can only play in the warm? Is that what John said? You can only play in the warm weather? <laughs> Would love it if he did. Because who is Buffalo? Who was really keen on him? And he oh, yeah. San Diego or he's talking about Elway. Elway. Yeah. It was either San Diego or well, was or... it Miami? Because who and No he, no 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 Where did Marino go instead? I can't remember. It's the, the same draft. Oh, 
All I've got in my head is, do you know who I've got in my head right now? I've got <laughs> Frank Cushman, who said he'll either surf or ski. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, uh, you talking yeah. about uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Wire. Yeah. This is Kush. Um, interesting fact about Baker Mayfield, who you raised before. Yeah. How many players, how many walk-on starters have gone on to win the Heisman Trophy? He answers, sorry, he asks the questions around here. Not you. How many Heisman Trophy winners have walked on yeah. and been successful? Have, have been walk-ons, yeah. Or how many have won? Yeah, how many Heisman well, Trophy? Well, some of the defensive players that have won it, and it's a rarity that a defensive player wins mm. it. Um, I mean, Reggie Bush played straight away, but he didn't mm. have the same depth of career. Matt Leinart didn't really walk on. And I'm just trying to think recent years. Um, your mate from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Uh, the quarterback. I love it. Uh, it's not Jamarcus, but it's a similar name. Jameis Winston. Okay. So just just for clarity, you know, a walk-on is someone who's not specifically recruited. So if you're not recruited... So you go... So Baker Mayfield was a walk-on at college. Was he a redshirt freshman? All right. So... <laughs> he, wasn't so a, he wasn't a five-star high so, school recruit. So recruit. Five tool. Recruit, people are recruited to go and play college football... Others are just walk-ons. Now, Baker Mayfield, not only is he the only Heisman Trophy winner to be a walk-on, he was a walk-on at two colleges. Wow. Because he walked on at his first, I think it was at Texas Tech. Yep. So he, he gets there. They've got Travis, I can't remember his first name now. Can't remember. Pastrana. Travis Pastrana. <laughs> he's a motorcycle rider. No, no. So, he, so he's a walk-on at Texas Tech. Starting QB gets injured. He comes in, does well. Starting QB comes back. He loses his spot. So he says, bugger this, I'm transferring. Transfers to Oklahoma. Just like a student transfer, not not for anything else. Rocks up to football trial day and wins the starting QB position. Goes on to be a... He was a walk-on player for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. He's notable for being the first walk-on true freshman quarterback to start a season opener at a BCS school. Transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma following alleged scholarship issues and a lack of communica- communications with coaches. Mm. After sitting out the 2014 season, he won the st- starting quarterback in 15. He won several awards for his performance as a senior in 2017, including the Heisman Trophy. There you go. Interesting fact. I like it. So, Pete, is it, you don't go on to win the Heisman if, if you're a walk-on. This bloke's a walk-on at two. Colleges through 27 touchdowns in his 13 starts for the Browns, breaking the record season passing TD record previously held by Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. I watched his debut; that was brilliant too. Tyrod yeah, Taylor went down; it was with an injury. Who are you talking about? Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Right. Look, you look kind of like Baker Mayfield. Uh, probably not. Actually, you look more like Andrew Luck, but he's six foot one. So that was one of my favorite my, um, my favorite Twitter accounts, uh, particularly in the back end of the NFL season, was like. It's like it's an Andrew Luck parody account that he was a Civil War soldier and he was writing back to his mother about like there. I'll bring up an example. You two natter away about football. All right, well, let, let's move on. While we're still talking about the Cleveland Browns, the other thing that's happened in the last couple of days is Kansas City Chiefs former running back Kareem Hunt has signed a one-year contract with the Cleveland Browns. 
Now, um, the story with Hunt, and again, we talked about Kansas City Chiefs, and they were fantastically, f- fantastic offensively, but they battled defensively. And would his inclusion have seen Kansas City potentially get over the New England Patriots and make a Super Bowl? And obviously, given the way that it played out and the LA Rams not really turning up on the day to a point, it's certainly not their offense anyway, um, could this bloke with sliding doors be a Super Bowl champion right now? Um, what had happened was um, there was a video that surfaced showing him shoving and kicking a woman last February at his home Not in Cleveland. Not on whoever yep. you're talking about. And he neither was arrested nor faced charges for the incident. He has also been accused of punching a man in June. So That's anyway, a little the, bit more well, societal. The NFL has accepted. placed him on the commissioner's exempt list, oh. which basically says regardless of if and where you sign anywhere you're not allowed to play until the commissioner says you can, and sometimes he'll just say, no, you can't. Um, Nick Chubb had a good year. Well, and sorry, that, and that's the fascinating thing. What's his thing. name? His name is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick so Nick Chubb's Chubb. a running back. And At least he can always go back to the security business. a rookie, he rushed for 996 yards. So they've got a damn good running mm. back. Well, he shouldn't be punching up women. Well, Nick look, Chubb didn't. Look, Kareem oh, Hunt has. So now so, got, well, Sorry, how does Nick Chubb factor into well, this? Nick Chubb is the running back at Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Focus here, mate. This, this actually, we lost him at Chubb. So does he hurt Chubb? Chubbs Peterson. Why are you talking about? <laughs> so, so okay. So who so the punched Browns, up the woman? The Browns. I ripped that bastard's eye out, though. <laughs> who punched up the okay. woman? Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Okay. Now, punched who, up the woman. Yeah. And did he also the punch dude, the man? And, and punch the man. He can punch the man. That's okay. <laughs> and then Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the starting running back who's played first season with Baker Mayfield at Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have signed this bloke, Hunt, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, to compliment Nick Chubb. When they already have a gun running back in Chubby. Well, they're going to have two Chubbies. I would have thought your extensive knowledge of NFL would have you. No, he was asleep during that interview. What's the the guy's name? Chubbs Peterson. No, not Chubb. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They're going to add Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb. Not going to be like a dog with two so dicks. So Kay Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found uh, uh, Captain Andrew Luck was the Twitter, oh, Twitter Captain, handle, yes, and it's, it's yes, brilliant. Yes. So I'll just take an excerpt from after they beat the Texans. Dearest mother, my time away from home shall be extended. The unit was victorious over the Texan men. Stupendous. It was a hard-fought battle, but our lines held strong. I am so thrilled my pen trembles as I write. My sidearm, my sidearm and resolve are true. I love you, Andrew. And then one later, obviously they're travelling to play the Chiefs. Sure. This is probably my favourite of the whole stretch. Dearest mother, I have received your care package of braised pigeon shins and fresh squirrel oil. By way of chief trickery, the unit lost a day's travel after reaching Lawrence, only to discover that Kansas City is actually in Missouri. No bother, <laughs> our focus remains unfazed. It was very good. It was, it was excellent. Andrew Luck cops a lot of flack for having his beard. Like, it's it's not manicured. It's like it's, he's got... They got the neck beard. Yeah. He's got... He's got. So where does it end? Well, it, Make it, a decision. Where does it end, Andrew? <laughs> it's just, it ends at Manova. But he's got resolve. He's got resolve. <laughs> he does. He's he got does. Resolve. He's sticking fat. So at the moment, I imagine this account will go quiet for some time, but will fire up again in due course. So keep your eye out. It's good to see him back this year. He's... I've I was, said this for a while. He's, he's probably one of the most talented QBs yeah. in the league. I was unaware he was gone. So but, but he did an ACL though, didn't he? At one point, or did he? No, no, no. It was a shoulder. Shoulder. Yeah. Ask Sean about his all-pass offense, <laughs> and how, and how that fared for him in in the game of Madden. I picked up Madden nineteen from JB Hi-Fi. Yes. Um, for how much? 
Well, see, that's the thing. So I was driving around the other day. I had to go into work on Saturday, and I thought on the way home... I'm going to treat myself. NFL season's over, so maybe I'll be able to pick up a bit of a bargain. Before the Super Bowl, no dice. You're paying full price for Madden. Full price. You're fancy. You want to play an NFL game, we're going to sting you. But after the Super Bowl, those of us that showed a bit of patience get rewarded 40 bucks. Nice. For the 2019 version. Hadn't played a, um, this is an anecdote, haven't played a game of NFL Madden um, since 2004. And the reason I could remember that was because um, they used in Madden 2004 uh, a Blink-182 song as like the main title song. And when it was announced, that was the first place you could hear the song in the soundtrack to this game. It was called Action, but the song was actually Feeling This which is a good song. Started off with the soundbite. Let's get ready for action. So, 15 years I haven't played a, a Madden game. And how did you fare? Not well initially. <laughs> can't defend. So, and I don't. Well, get, you can't defend. And it's I don't not get your pass off. And I don't so. get the plays. So, like, I didn't realize that apparently. When he texted Alex and I and asked, "What is a blitz?" Yeah, I didn't get because <laughs> Madden gives you. This the, is a man who tried to school me on for the, novices, the analysis of. He was asleep for was the around. novices. You Madden, it used to be actually John Madden would help you, but now it's just like coach's suggestion. But it used to actually be John Madden would pop up and be like, I think you should run the nickel and whatever. And you'd be like, thanks, John. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'll listen uh, to you. <laughs> so this one comes up, coach's suggestion. And I didn't realize until quite a while in that a lot of them were uh, blitzes. And I was just like, whatever, fucking don't care. But I was getting chopped up on defense, like couldn't stop anything. Occasionally could stop the rush, but the pass, fuck, you throw the ball, you're getting through. So that was confusing. You're going to get to the QB quicker. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. So anyway, I play you as... you push the buttons that, like, you know, make you go faster. I play as the Chiefs because of Tim jerking off Mahomes. <laughs> so I thought I'll play as the Chiefs. And now I'm jerking off Chubby. Yeah, Chubs. <laughs> so anyway, I get possession of the ball. Initially, the first mistake I made was playing the game on simulation. I am not ready to play the game on simulation. Showtime. Or I, they call that arcade. Yeah, okay. So you strip it back and arcade's a bit more fun and fancy, fancy free. Mm. Everyone more, catches the ball in arcade. Yeah, mode. it's a lot easier to catch. Yeah. I was throwing a lot of picks. <laughs> so basically, I, I realised that... It became predictable with an all-pass all off. Wasn't, so wasn't even that it became predictable. I could only throw the ball to Kelsey. Yep. And there was like one other dude who I can't even remember. I love, and your defense is probably getting picked apart because it's a shit defense. So if you're not, oh man, like I would snap the ball, and I got sacked a fair bit because the defense just parted like fucking Moses was on the other side of the ball. You mean your offensive line? Yeah, sorry. Well, my def- <laughs> yeah, what I mean, you know, my my defense in front of the quarterback, the offensive line. But I had to abandon the all pass offense because it was it was really not good. Um, there may be something in that, Sean. Mm. I know it was a game, but there may be something in. Yeah. That. I would run probably. I've probably gone to an eighty percent pass offense, so I, I do run the ball a little bit. I like to just run up the middle. I like to just run up the middle. I also like to do a lot of trick plays on fourth down. (laughs) Have you tried the flea flicker yet? I do uh, a lot of... um, Sean never punts it away. Fourth down, we're going for it. (laughs) Doesn't matter what time, what situation, what yardage. Fourth and 32. (laughs) We're going for it. (laughs) They're not going to expect it. I had a a fourth and 19 the other day. Yes. And the fools on the other side of the ball thought I was punting. So I set up in the punt. And then I ended up picking up the first down because the the guy just broke, he just ran into space. So was it a fake uh, punt run? Yeah. And nice. the, the, the punter just grabbed the ball and just like just tossed it to him and he just ran and he got the yards. And I thought... So he passed it. I thought, yeah, I thought, why don't more people do this? Yeah. 
They try it from time to time. But as a general rule, when the punter ends up with the ball and he's running up the field... Um, Maybe the punter didn't throw it. Someone threw it. The ball came out of no, the snap. Punter, the punter would have thrown it. Yeah, the punter just threw it to him. Yeah, he just caught it and I got. Generally, wouldn't happen for nineteen yards though. Not for nineteen yards. They would respond quicker. And when you realise the goal, mate, was it's doing arcade it, mode. It's arcade mode. Come on. No, no. But the defenders would take the opportunity to absolutely pancake that bloke to make sure that he never dares do that again. Again, okay. I played against uh, special teams look stupid. I played against the Rams because you just you just pick a bunch. You know, I just pick a team to play against. And, you thought uh, I've only I've, I've seen these blokes only put up three points. Yeah, that's most yeah. part of the rationale. And um, one hundred and thirty-two points later, <laughs> no, no, no. There's a guy. This there. goffs a cup Who, thing actually, is maybe, pretty good. Actually, maybe it's I don't know if it is the Rams. They had a running back, Melbourne. I think his name was Melvin Gordon. You be playing San Diego Chargers? Yes. yes. And he was he was they were going to him a lot. I, I kind of kept him under wraps after a while, but they were giving him the ball. They were giving him the pigskin a fair bit. So in the end, I was just watching him on the line of scrimmage. So I haven't played it for a couple of days, but I was getting a little bit better. Highlight the bloke who's least important on your defense. Don't know who that and is. Players that and control him and let the computer control everybody else. Usually I like to control the guy who's not in the line, but just back of the line. Mm. So when they pass, yeah. the strong you're the bloke who's always out of position. because standing you, in the middle. In you, case you've got your joystick on down and you're just running flat and the guy just goes past you. Probably the most frustrating thing in the world is, and I, I, you know, I, I sympathize with Be a real, pass rusher is, is the advice I'd give I you. sympathize with real coaches because you know, <laughs> I will throw the ball to someone who's wide open and they'll just like fucking like hands like cinder blocks goes through them and they drop the ball. It's furious. We moved on from NFL. Yeah. Yep. You, um, you got a top 10 for us? I do have a top 10. And you know, that's a segue. We didn't have a segue before then, but this is a segue of sorts. I've just told an anecdote. And you know what my top 10 for this week is? Anecdotes? Favorite anecdotes in movies. Okay. Going off. Um, Temple of Doom. Fabian's anecdote from uh, last week, which he. Was it your anecdote that you stole from Billy Rowless? Oh, yeah, I stole Billy Brownless's rubber band story. You should have just told it as if you were there. <laughs> they were Go on, Sean. The hack through Rattle the through them this week. Number 10. Actually, there's no numbers. These are just 10 in no order. Okay. Because I only thought about it today. So, one. Well, there's no order. This is Seven. <laughs> well, why would you start at 10 then? <laughs> this is just the first of the 10. So, one. Might actually be the best. Okay, let's go. So, it's one. Quint's story about the Indianapolis from Jaws. Yes. Next. Yeah, well, it's a fucking ripper story, I've mate. I've seen Jaws once. That the sharks in the water, man in the water, surviving. It's a yep. good story. Yep. Second of ten. survived, the others didn't. No, no, no. Quinn got out okay. Clearly, he was telling the story. Correct. Gremlins. Phoebe Kate's story about uh, Christmas when the dad got stuck in the chimney. Oh, yes, yes. And he started smelling. Yeah, they yeah. didn't notice. They didn't mirror it. Where was he? Oh, we watched that about, I don't think it was. It was before Christmas, I think. I think it was over the Christmas holidays, actually. Yeah. Great stuff. Good yeah. movie. Phoebe my kids Cates. loved it. Yeah. Bit of a look up. Married to Kevin Klein. Good get. If I get my yeah. kids wet after dark, they, they just <laughs> go crazy. You feed them after midnight. I've got to feed them after midnight. Can't feed them after midnight. Can't get them wet. Can't expose them to direct sunlight. Got Kelly a uh, gizmo for Christmas. There you go. A Funko Pop? No, no. Just a plush. Okay. You could probably get a Funko Pop. We'll get a, a flocked one, maybe. Number three of ten. Wayne's World 2, Del Preston's story about the uh, brown, uh, brown M&Ms in a brandy glass. Not, not familiar with no. that. You've never seen Wayne's World 2? I have. 
Del Preston. I think I've watched the, it once. Del Preston tells that it's a running joke. He tells Who's this Del story. Del Preston. He's this, this legendary roadie. Okay. Yep. Who they hire to help put on Wayne stock. Yep. yep. And uh, he tells a story, and when he first tells it, they're all like on the edge of their seats listening. But the running gag is he tells it again and again and again throughout the story. Yep. The crux of it is they're in uh, Sri Lanka, formerly Sulon, and. Um, is it three in the morning? And uh, Ozzy Osbourne's refusing to go on stage unless they fill a, bra- a brandy glass with brown M&Ms. So one of the other guys, Jeff Beck, pops his head around the door and says, oh, there's a sweet shop. So they go out to this sweet shop and they break into it. And then when they get in, uh, <laughs> the shopkeeper and, and his son, like, you know, accost them. Um, but instead of a guard dog, they've got a fucking tiger. <laughs> um it's a brilliant story. Dell says he goes, he managed to take out the tiger with a can of mace. And then uh, he reveals that he had to kill the shopkeeper and his son with their own shoes. And then, like, he just stops telling the story and goes, but uh, Ozzy went on stage and did a great gig. So it's a fucking ripper. Pulp Fiction and The Watch. Oh, uh, yep, yep. That, that's number one. Christopher Wilkin. I know you're not ordering that, it. That is, a gr- that is, yeah. It's your birthright. Put it up his ass. <laughs> yeah, after carry, after carrying that wash for, for, for weeks on end <laughs> damn if you're going to give it to the he died of dysentery <laughs> he did the only thing he could do his ass <laughs> Pete, his ass Pete tells that story at least once a month <laughs> does he tell it like Tim as if it's his own hey, he, puts, he puts on the uh... I never said it was mine <laughs> no no uh, fifth fifth uh, anecdote Arguably the whole movie Is an anecdote Forrest Gump Yeah But whole, which yeah. one specifically Just the whole The whole movie There's some good ones There's some good ones The whole film's an anecdote yeah. Number six Big Fish uh, When he's telling the story About how he was uh, Volunteering at the circus So he could find out His future wife's No name. one knows that movie Neil McGregor Don't oh, know it no, no, no. 2003 Tim I'm Swordfish Yeah no no don't No know there's no fish. good anecdotes In Swordfish No There's um, a good orange bikini though yeah, yeah. I sure yeah. wasn't wearing the bikini the no. scene you're thinking of, Tim. Swordfish is one of the most overrated movies of all time. It no, I like, like it. The pump up to it, it was just shit. And you watch it now and you're like, how fucking lame is this? Nah, it's good. Whole thing about hackers and. That's why I got the two screens. It's shit out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Skyfall, when uh, Silver's talking about the rats on the island. Yes, yes. An island infested with rats, and they put the coconut on the. and all the rats went into the, into the drum. And then you lock the drum, and then all the rats just eat each other till there's two left, and then you let them out. Two strongest rats. No, the idea is that they don't now. They only eat rat, so they won't they won't go around and trouble people on the oh, island or the yeah. island's crop. They'll just eat each other. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember. Saw it once. Probably the best fucking moment in the movie. It's a good movie. I reckon once you let them out, they go straight for other people's food. No, because. He's missed rat. the point. Yeah, it's, it's it's an anecdote, but it's fucking factually incorrect. It's incorrect. The boy telling the story is talking. You know, he says you have changed their nature. Nah, it's, it sounds good. It's a good, it's, it's a, a good, metaphor. It's a good anecdote. To <coughs> it's tell. a metaphor. Yeah, it's also fiction. So yeah, yeah. It's, I call bullshit on it, and it is number Thank eight. You. Silent Bob story chasing Amy from Chasing Amy. What, the finger cuffs one or? No. That's a good one, though. No, they've been really talking at the end. He's talking about chasing Amy. When he ties it all up at the yeah, end. Yeah, the end with uh, yeah, Ben Affleck. Stand by me, the Bafarama. Remind me again. When he's telling the story about the guy who was eating all the pies at the. the remember, he was. He was the eating contest. Yeah, the eating, contest, eating contest. And then everyone got sick. And they were throwing up everywhere. Good movie. Year 10 movie. or year 9? I don't know what year I did it. Uh, and then, lastly, this is right, you know. lastly this is probably my favourite. The uh, 
Goodwill Hunting when he's talking about Game Six. Yes. And he's talking about how you lined up. He's talking about how oh, Pudge Fisk's home run. He wins yeah. the game. And he goes, you were there? He goes, no, I fucking wasn't there. I was having a drink. I was Lucky having a drink drive. across the road. So, yeah, that was a, that's my, uh, my, my, anic- my like ten it. favourite anecdotes. I, I like your anecdote top ten, not in order. Yeah, no, I couldn't be bothered ordering them, to be honest. Um, top ten is the watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not because it's a good story and it's told phenomenally well. <laughs> As walking before, like people started really aping him as well. Yeah. So yep. there's like an honesty to his own performance. Yes. And then a lot of people who impersonate him do it off that. Yep. So that becomes dialed up, dialed up, dialed up. Well, the irony is, he's become, as, as you say, he's, he's he's so much more. He's a very very talented actor, but at that point he was still he was a name, but not really much of an as much of an identity. Now he's gone into that like Pacino territory where he's like yeah. a caricature of himself. Yeah, and all the dancing stuff. Hoo-ah! Like, yeah. Have you but, seen Alec Baldwin do Pacino? And no, ta- I haven't. And no. he talks about it's brilliant. He talks about this thing about how like in Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon, you know, Godfather, etc. He had um, he had sort of he had a, you know his voice was sort of quite high. It was sort of like that. It was like a normal voice. And then like as the years went on, he became like a southern gentleman. He became like Foghorn Leghorn. It's very good. And it's like you actually listen to him. He does the impression. It's very good. And you're like, he's fucking right. Yeah. And now he's wearing like big scarves and he's like a plantation owner. It's weird. I must say, when you see him in Wedding Crashes and the role that he plays there yeah. and where he's come from, like doing the the scene in um, in Pulp Fiction to that, it's just... I love Wedding Crashes. <laughs> I know you do. Five long years he wore this watch up his ass. What <laughs> rule? Oh, the rules. What do they call them? They call them rules. Then, when he died of dysentery, he gave me the watch. <laughs> I hid this uncomfortable piece of metal up my ass for two years. <laughs> then, after seven years, I was sent home to my family. And now, little man, I give the watch to you. That's when the bell rings, and then he goes yeah. into the yeah, and he sits up. Yeah, he cracks the shits at. That's the one. The scene after that is the one scene of the whole movie I hate. Where he's in the hotel with her and the pop belly. She's talking about pop belly, yeah, whatever. Yeah. She wants to get pregnant. Yeah, and he's, he, I wish I had a pot. And you wish I had some pot. And he's cracks the shits because she didn't get the watch. Zed's dead. So we got to do the quiz. Uh, are we ready for the quiz? Yeah, give me my texter. All right. What's our topic this week? We're general again. Sean. Oh. Can we just have an update of the score, please, Tim? 3-1. To who? You. Because <laughs> you've had two and a half quizzes about fucking Super Bowls. F, G, Sean, P, B, Sam, Power, Beppa. All right. All right, question one. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Which famous sports person was born in French Lick, Indiana in 1956? This better not be... This fucking better not be. A it's not Carson Super Wentz. Bowl. It's not Carson Wentz. Super Bowl fucking um, question. We have two correct answers, with it being Larry Bird. Took you a while to get there, Sean. But anyway, yeah, Larry. But specifically, he was born in West Baden Springs in the French Lick Township. You know how I know that? Orange County, you know, Indiana. You know how I know that? And as soon as you said French Lick, Indiana, I was sort of going, Indiana, Indiana. And then I went to that um, Jabbar, Jabbar. Jabbar. <laughs> I went to that. I went, How do, where do I know that from? 
All right. If we go silent thinking, you got to fill air. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Name Question. any one of the three players to have been named to 15 All-NBA teams. Now, note, the All-NBA teams announce a first team, a second team, and a third team. So they're not necessarily 15 first teams, but they're pretty fucking good. How many do we have to name? There are three. I want one. So you've got to commit. How long has this fucking thing been going for? Oh, I'm, since the 60s. So you, since the you, dawn of time. You think a big name, they're, they're in the top 10. But the top three... Mate, stop fucking talking. You told me to talk. Yeah, but not about the question <laughs> you've asked. Fuck. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Fabian's wrong, by the way. He's given me an answer and he is incorrect. So just put one in there. Mate, you know how many games of NBA I've watched in my life? About six. <laughs> Chances are one of these people played in one of those games. Did he go Jordan? No. Because Jordan wouldn't have played. He was 84 and then he actually missed a couple I of seasons. Do you a question where Michael Jordan was the answer? Yes. Like that? You get a buzzy mount. It's taking the piss. He's writing Jordan. Wow. <laughs> He didn't write Jordan. He wrote Kobe Bryant, and he is right. Yes. And his other two mates are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Tim Duncan. I was going to say Jabbar. I wrote Jabbar because I said it before. Yeah. Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 10 first team, five second teams. I'm going to take 15 minutes to answer the next question. He's going to go first, and I want you to give me 15 fucking clues. Kobe Bryant made 11 first teams, (laughs) two second teams, two third teams. Tim Duncan, 10 first teams, three second teams, two third teams. Third question. Excellent. Whatever. Who is the only NBA player that has made the first team All-NBA team on 12 occasions? And I've just told you Kobe's made 11, so don't write 11. This person has made the first team All-NBA team on 12 occasions. Only person to do it. It is not Bill Russell. He is the winningest player in NBA history, but the answer is LeBron. Oh, fuck. So Fabian gets another point. Back. 2-2. Two, two. The good irony mood. is you actually rubbed his name out and had to rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote and, it nicely. And when you wrote it the first time, I thought chances are you're not going to write it the second time, so I commend you for the fact that you did. Yep. Who is the only male Australian test cricketer oh. to have taken 40 test wickets a season in four consecutive seasons. In like an international... In an international calendar year. Uh, international calendar, so like 18, 19, 15, 16, 07, 08, whatever. I know nothing about cricket. I'm sure it'll take 15 minutes. Get clues. <laughs> they've both written the same answer. They're both wrong. The, the answer, they, they've both written Glenn McGrath. Which I think is a good, good, a good. Um, it's a good answer. Look, it I would be a good answer if it wasn't. Personally, wrong. I would have put either Matai. Well, we said Australia, so it's not Matai. We're really doing. Um, <laughs> you would probably say Shane Warne, but uh, the answer is Nathan Lyon. So you should. I know. Oh, I just didn't really think about it. If you'd written Matai, you're probably going to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, who won the 2019 Allen Border Medal? There's an easy one for you both. 
was awarded, what, two days ago? Sean has the correct answer. Fabian is going to take 15 minutes. Buzz to him out. Right. got to buzz him out. You've got to take 15 minutes to answer the question. Uh, Fabian's written Mitchell Stark. It is incorrect. You're close. The answer is Patrick Cummins. Um, How many cricket questions are there? <laughs> well, I'm actually going to get rid of one of them because I'm putting two other ones Put in. Put an NFL question in its place. <laughs> what did Fabian have for so breakfast? The score? Three, two. In Sean's favour. Shit. Cricket questions should be restricted to true or false. <laughs> well, it is, this is a cricket question and it's not true or false. Excellent. Who won the 2019 Belinda Clark Award, which for the unwashed is the Women's International Cricketer of the Year? Thought you were just spelling it wrong. Fabian's written Elise Perry, who I love. Sean's gone Alyssa Healy, and the answer is Alyssa Healy. Fucking Mitchell Anna. Stark's girlfriend, wife. Don't know that. Hadn't hadn't Seriously? heard, but yeah, yeah, actually, I did know that. I've yeah. been screwed with the bloody <laughs> cricket questions. Four two, Sean. You give him layups, Joe Montana, Tom Brady questions, and I'm going to guess. I've never watched a game of cricket, let alone a game of women's cricket. Well, I'm, remo- I'm removing bullshit. the next question, which is a cricket question. This wasn't my office. Just I'd for the audience, out. and this doesn't count, who won the 2019 Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year Award? Oh, gives a shit. Well, you probably will because old mate's got the answer right here, and you don't. So lucky we've pulled oh, it from the, the quiz. Oh, what the fuck? I pulled it from the quiz. He said it's said not that. in the quiz. It's not in the what? quiz. Are you, you fucking, it's not even a bonus point. You have pulled it from the quiz. And the answer f- is Will Pekovsky, and I give you all the credit in the world, Sean. Fucking well done. That is soft quiz mastering right there. You've buckled under the pretty. No, you I have, have not. bottled. I have not. We had two fucking basketball questions. He's just hard up that I got a couple of them right. Settle, big fella. So um, I've changed it because we had a bit of a, a discussion win. off pod and we were we were reminiscing about the 1999 preliminary final. I so I've got that. two questions from the 99 oh, preliminary fuck. final. I'm sorry, it's only been 20 years since <laughs> I watched So it. name the four players that played in the 99 preliminary final who at one point in their career had played or are yet to play for the opposition team. How many players? Four. And we've both got it right. We're looking at Glenn Manton, who'd already made the move to Carlton, and then Scott Camperiali, close. Matthew Allen, Justin Murphy, who later in their careers had moved from Collingwood to Carlton to uh, Essendon. Bonus so question? We, we may as well go... Bonus question for the 99? Give, yeah, give, give me a bonus question. Well, you give it to me. I need, no, I need, no, no. I need points. No, no, I'm, I think he's going to give us the second one, isn't he? Yeah, I'm going to give you another one. Yeah. Um, name the four players oh, who fuck. played in the 99 preliminary final who were selected as father-son selections when they were drafted. There were four. This is a rib tickler of a question. And if you get it right, I'd take my hat off to you both. Specifically drafted or recruited or... They were were father-son selections. But they had to be... Were they drafted as a father-son? Correct. That doesn't make sense. It was a pre-draft era. Oh, well, he was a... No, Sauce is is one of them. Sauce is the gimme. Fuck! Don't give him the fucking well, he's answers. It down, yeah. But as you say, it was probably a he was probably a pre-draft era, 
as as is probably he, he was just a selection. So it was before he was signed as a father son signing. How many are there? Four. Four. I've got three. And oh yeah, so see. So filling in the dead air of interest, Mark Fraser played in the game for Essendon. His dad, Ken Fraser, played 194 games, something like that, for Essendon. But he wasn't a father-son. But he was never taken father-son. He was actually recruited by Collingwood, and then he quit Collingwood and signed to Essendon. So he was eligible, but he doesn't qualify. Throughout the course of history, the father-son rule has changed at on occasions, and if the if the... If the rule had remained static, Matthew Lloyd would have yeah. been eligible to Carlton under oh. the father-son rule. But his, his old man, was it 26 or was it something like that? He, I must, yeah, I always thought he was one short. Yeah, but he's quite a way short. might be putting mayo, mayo on it. It might have been like four. I think he was like on 26. Yeah, and to be he's quite a way like short. That. But in the same way, they changed the rules and Jonathan Brown would never have gotten to Brisbane if they changed the rules. I mean, I've heard other people say, well, especially now that you bid, like you've got to pay the points for the relative location – should there be a, a point? Should there be a, a number of games you need to play to qualify? Maybe if you I've just long said one. I've long said that they should scale it. So then, in the case of from a Carlton point of view, you just the Silvani, yeah. they just get picked. Whereas Wayne Deledio, who played one game for Carlton, it probably it's open you'd slather. Be, you'd be get you'd be gifted Brett Deledio. Yeah, be, yeah. I think there needs to be if your fold man's played two hundred plus games. Then yep. it's what? If he's played 300 games, you just fucking list him. All right. You guys aren't going to get the fourth. I asked the question because I knew you wouldn't get the fourth. We have Stephen Silvani. We have Lance Whitnall. We have Dustin Fletcher. And all you've both got all three. The final one is Simon Fletcher, who was taken father-son at Geelong, who later got recruited to the Carlton Football Shit. Club. There you go. Well, we were both thinking Carlton and Essendon. Two Fletchers on the ground, both wearing? 31. 31. Thank you, Drew Moffat. He says that. He says does that he actually say that, does he? Yeah. yeah. There you go. I like that question. Anyway. Um, you I'm, could have a whole quiz on the 99 prelim. I'm ambivalent about it. Okay. We've got a basketball question. Fuck. With March Madness approaching, who is the reigning men's NCAA basketball tournament champion? I don't know. I can't remember. Ooh. I really like that answer. Fuck. We've got Kansas from Fabian. He's wrong. You've got Gonzaga. You're wrong. It's Villanova. Oh, shit. I was thinking like stupid names. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And they've made a couple of finals in, in a row. In Kansas would have won it the year before. Possibly. In yeah. fairness, I had absolutely no idea, but I was sitting there going, oh, what's those fucking stupid names? Yeah. I could have just as easily written Villa. I wouldn't have had any idea. Seton Hall. Yeah. I could, I've got no problem. No Andrew Gaze? Seton yes. Hall? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I just removed, which I thought I might save till later, but now that I know that you know the answer is for which US college? Did oh, you play I've given it away to the final of the 1989 NCAA tournament. You would have had a free is, run at that one. I have no you, idea. You didn't no, know that one. No idea. You need to give me a layout. The bonus point specific point was who defeated them in that oh, game. Fuck. You'd probably get it. Duke. No. Duke. I'd probably get you, it. You get it. You love this team. The USC Trojans. No, no, the Michigan Wolverines. They won 80 to 79 in overtime. And I remember, I I watched it, and this is how I remember rubbish. I had an ear infection, 
and I'm lying on the couch in agony. I had to leave early in the game to go to the doctors to have the doctor look at me and get whatever they were going to put in my ear, and I'm lying there, and I'm literally, I'm crying, I'm in that much pain. Never had it again in my life as bad as that, um, and watched the rest of this game and just, yeah, devastated that we didn't get up and win. This the last question? That's an anecdote of nothing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Final question. What are the scores, Sean? Five to three. I can't lose. This is bullshit. I need a bonus. I've got to make it juicy for the for the listeners. What was the result of Australian Robert Whitaker's MMA bout versus Kevin Gastelum in the main event of UFC 234 in Melbourne on the weekend? Has he got it right? Yep. Fuck. Well, it was a no contest. It didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. So, yeah. Israel, Israel beat Anderson Silva. There you go. So, look, it was a no result. The fight was cancelled. It was discovered in a pre-fight medical that he had had a hernia that required emergency surgery. He was going to fight, mind you. It's, uh, yeah, During no, no. surgery, oh, oh. it was discovered that he also had a twisted and collapsed bowel on top of the already existing hernia. That would and he a, was going to fight. That would have been a disaster. Could have killed him. Yeah. It genuinely could have killed him. And what actually annoyed me a little bit in the aftermath was there was a bit of talk that, oh, I want to fight, let me fight. Well, it's like, mate, don't stop the bravado because if you get kicked in the guts, yeah. you actually may die. Yep, that's right. Not a, not, that's this exactly is not right. being silly. Yep. Disgusting. Now, after last week, I had three tiebreakers, <laughs> true or false tiebreakers, and I may as well give them to you because they're... These aren't, these aren't on the record, are they? No, no, no. Good. This is, oh, these are look at him protecting On this day. Mate, I'm two ahead. True or false, Randy Moss was born on this day in 1977. Oh, fucking no. Yes, true. I was, I was actually going to say true. I'm going to have to true. write them down if it's true. true. True or false, yeah. Heidi I have no Drexler idea. broke the world indoor long jump on this day in 1988. False. True or false? No, that's true. That is true. Fuck. And finally, Sergei Bubka broke the world outdoor pole vault record on this day in 1994. True. No, he broke it on Valentine's Day. False. It was indoor that he broke it. Oh, fucking <laughs> I think he would have said it was on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, You should have done a top 10 romantic movies, given it's Valentine's I did. Day. Oh, no, I did. No, actually, that's actually a very good point. It is a very good point. Next next time we do an episode <laughs> in Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? I mean, do I celebrate it? Well, do you recognise it? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I wish my wife. Well, yeah. Happy Valentine's. Give Shout, her a out Shout, out Shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. Yeah, no, nothing. What we do, we're not doing it this year because I'm potting, but we do. We go out the, the day before with a cheapskate. No, because you don't get the restaurants, so yeah, no, we go. We go to a like a good restaurant in the city with a couple friend of ours. So and and we, we catch up once a year. Where do you normally go? No, we, we change all the time. Like we went Nobu. Where last have you been? Year. Okay, Nobu last year. So, and we use it more as an excuse to catch up. With Andy and Karina than anything else. That's good. So PDA? PVA. PDA? <laughs> Public Disposal. Public Disposal of Affection. Hold hands. There you go. With Andy or... That's right, with Bucky. <laughs> I guess it's pretty serious then. Um, are we done now? Does that uh, wrap us up? Oh, look, I was just going to add just... Uh, we'll five go. points? No, no. Oh. AFLW. Um, Nina Morrison, we talked about last week. Number one draft pick to Geelong in the AFLW draft. Did her knee. Getting into this season, she did an ACL in training, hmm. which is really sad. Happens a um, lot. The ACL rates in AFLW are extraordinarily alarmingly high. And, I'm not uh, sure if it's a conditioning thing, a training thing, a physiological, like a genetic thing. A guy, We're gonna, we, you can't say what it is because 
it's very sensitive. No, no, no. I've heard. I have heard. I've heard conflicting things. Well, the one thing that I've heard is they said because because women have the ability to be able to bear children and give birth. They certainly do. And one of the one of the needs to be able to do that is their ligaments and tendons need to be able to stretch more than their male equivalent to What's... be able to hold the baby and you know pass the baby through the birth canal and everything else that goes on. Um, Very right it, here, Tim. It, as a general rule, means that because everything shifts that little bit more than they would for a man, um, that it makes them more exposed to the potential of doing it. Eh? We are not equal, Tim. We have equal oh, opportunity. Don't, don't, take, don't take that stance. It equal. doesn't mean that they're not equal. They're different. That's right. We're not physically equal. We're not the same. You yeah, can't yeah. bear a child. So that's no, that's right. called equal. But it's evolution. We're not the same. It's that's evolution it. as well. Like it's you, people you take this thing, but people will say, "Oh, we are. We can do exactly." No, you we're can't different. do the exact same. Don't say we're not equal. Men. We're different. We're different. We're not physically equal, Tim. It's just a fucking fact. People got to get over it. <laughs> we're different. No one said women can't and shouldn't play football. We all support it. They Ca- can't play it like the men because their bodies aren't well, built it's, for it's, it. It's simple Darwinism, isn't it? It's as simple that like the body evolves. Is that Darwinism. I think it's a do you know why a man's? Do you know why a man when he hits puberty, his nostrils get bigger, their noses get bigger, so and they're bigger than women? So you can smell your own farts better. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it on there. No, it's so more oxygen to fuel the growth of the muscles. It's 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 fact. Are you sure? I'm not a fucking doctor. Are Look you it up. Sure, it's not what I said. <laughs> Probably is that too. For so Dutch, Carl- for Dutch ovens, Carlton AFLW. Um, Straighten so, back up. So touching on it because you don't want to touch on it because you're fucking scared. As soon as it hits, I'm not scared. In, 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 it it's something that needs to be raised. Well, no, I think it has, but been I don't raised. think it can be fixed. I think they've you t- can, Sean. You change the rules. How? But, but how do you change? Don't know jumping. Like Nina Morrison's done it in training. Yeah, in training. She's done it in training. Now there's going to be unfortunate things, yeah. but a, a lot of injuries occur. From you can't you can't legislate it out of the game. When Rory Sloan's sister, you can't tackle did it an indoor in a, football. In, in a, I'm not saying not that she did it training in, or in a game. She they said it was innocuous, innocuous change of direction. Change of direction. You, you landing. can't legislate against that. That's right. Men do that too, Tim. But then I don't I don't think you could. Yeah, and I do agree with that too. But the prevalence of it happening in the AFLW is higher. So I'll give you an example. In the like AFL. an example of but from it, a percentage basis. What What would you say? I think it's pretty obvious. Is the most. Um, in particular, last fifty years, the most most played women's sport. Netball. Netball. So in netball, absolutely, there are jumps and there are twists and landing and whatever, but it's all very structured because when you land, you can't move. It's a multi-directional. Yeah, but also you got to slow down in two steps. But that's but in terms of you mark the ball. Yeah. You're not standing still. And you're getting off the mark. You're and moving. My question you're pivoting. to you is: Are women in netball doing knees left, right, and center? I don't know. Are they? Yeah, they are. Shit. Yeah, that fucks my point. Yeah, well, that's. I was wondering where you were going with but it. But I'm just surely they're not doing it more prevalently than AFLW. AFLW people go down all the time, and it's ridiculous. It, they go down a lot, in and I just don't Apple. think you can legislate against it. That's, I don't think you can well, actually. The only way you can legislate is um, we're not going to let you play because you are a danger to yourselves because you want to. And no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Okay, you can't but surely mine's better than ours. Okay, Chubbs Peterson, woman <laughs> hater. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Whatever that you, guy's you name was. What that. was his name? Chubbs Peterson. No, the Chubbs' mate. Who? Nick Chubb. Ni- no, not Nick Chubb. The other guy. Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kay Hunt. Okay. Okay. Fucking honey. <laughs> um. So yeah, as I was rudely interrupted, Carlton AFLW didn't win, but refreshingly they kicked seven goals. I don't know that we kicked seven goals last season, did we? 
chime in at any point. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. Don't know. Um, Taylor Harris was a late withdrawal right before the game With started. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's any. Um, you know, is Taylor Harris fully committed to an AFLW career? I don't know. I don't know. Just a question. No, no. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But I've wondered it to myself, and I mean, I think either way, the girls that are playing currently are, are the um, the groundbreakers, the trailblazers. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to try and leave a mark in your sport and all that sort of stuff. But if she's got other strings to her bow, she needs to be doing both of them because she'll still be remembered as a good footballer. Um, but if she's got an opportunity to make money doing a couple of other things, do what you need to do. Has but she been a good footballer at Carlton? No. Not yet. But then she had a rubbish team around her last season, so she could have been she could have been the best player in the competition, but she didn't get a chance to be able to show it. Paddy Cripps was in a dog shit team too, Tim. Yeah, but he's also not playing centre forward, full forward. A lot of excuses from Tim. No, no, but you got but you got to get you got to get the ball to the player, don't mm. you? Like it's the Tony Lockett thing I had about the AFLW is that the season shot. We're zero and two. It's it. It's gone. Well, it's a short season. So Even with the conference poorly, system, done. We're, we're done. Yeah, you're done. Like we would have to win every other game. Probably still won't and make probably it. by margin, and even then you might not because it's only a grand final at the end of it. There's not no, a, no. There's semis. They've done semis. So this there's year, two conferences. Yeah, of course. Yes, top sorry. two on each. Yep. But my, I don't even think bad. I don't even think we can get through the conference. Yep. Aren't we only one win off top? Possibly. It's not the A League, Sean. No, seriously. In the conference, I'm pretty sure it's like our conference is terrible. There's a couple of teams who have won a game, and a couple of teams who haven't won a game. And it's there's but a game. North won, didn't they? Or is North not in our conference? We no, but them, but both in teams conference. aren't in our conference. Yeah, okay. So we got GWS, Collingwood. So do you play everybody once anyway? Yep. You play everyone in your conference home and away? Oh, no? Right. Well, why are we playing teams on, that are on, not in our on, conference? Hold on, hold on, And what is it? Is it, What have we got now? Is it a 10-team competition or what? Yes. But there there are conferences. I think you're just ranked against your conference. Yeah, okay. I think you're still playing seven games. So you play everyone in your conference and then you play... So you other four teams in your conference and I think you play three from the other conference. At random. That's the seven games. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Madeline Presparkis was a Rising Star nomination this week. Who she was good. our first round draft pick. Played well, got 20 possessions, kicked a nice goal. Definitely got a future. Okay. I agree with you. She had one of the best on ground, but kicked a nice goal. It was a down-the-field free kick. I did actually say the goal. (laughs) (laughs) That's Tim. That's Tim. Hack fraud. Hack fraud. (laughs) Does that wrap us up? I was asleep. (laughs) No, no. She she got a down-the-field free 15, 20 metres out. She she did what she had to do, but I wouldn't necessarily go. She kicked a nice goal. There was a good chance that it might have been. She did. I, I did... No, no, but she. No. I genuinely, a goal I was, and I was 20, doing a bit of work. Plus I is, was doing a bit of work while I was watching the game, so you picked up the bits that you needed. We to pick faded. Up. We were seventeen points up in the third quarter and ended up losing. We dominated. Well, it was funny. So first, a six goal turnaround in a quarter and a bit. First quarter, they had a lot. Of, the opposition had a lot of the ball, and they were getting it inside fifty, but they never looked like scoring. We did, and we butchered our chances, and we should have been further in front than we were. Um, and, a, we, and in half time we we had controlled the game and we weren't far enough in front. How did Sean's girl Darcy go? Um, there was early in the game again 
Um, like she did kick one goal where she got goal side, as we've sort of said before, and she finished off the work that she needed to do. But there was another time when she got the ball and she had to send it to a better option and just you know, there was things that she just wasn't quite doing right. And um... Could we move her? Not Obviously not last year's. Uh, last week's discussion when we... When you were... When we put up for her. trade. I'm saying, could she play well, somewhere look, else? In, in a get, game her, where, get her up the ground, on the ball. In a game where Taylor Harris is a late withdrawal, no, you can't. But if Taylor Harris is playing and you've got... Brown or Davey playing as target up forward. I mean, again, I still think she needs to be the small forward that's yep. coming to their feet. But she's creative enough that she could be playing on a half-back, on a wing, half-forward flank, pushing up the ground quite easily, I would think. Yeah. Our spacing is still an issue, and I raised this on the weekend. And obviously we watch Carlton a bit more than we watch the other games. But from the other games that I watch, they're not as poor spacing-wise as we are. We space ourselves you know, at 50-metre intervals rather yeah, than at 35 30, metre 35. I must say... And the boys, in, especially in the last one, were trying to come back. It was short balls, Adelaide pushing up onto the ball, getting it out, clearing it. And they were giving it straight back to us, but we weren't... Our spacing wasn't right. It's yeah. almost like you've got to play like a, like a double centre-half forward yeah. type thing. One yeah. person presents and then goes to another centre-half forward who then delivers it inside 50. We're always a bit... We're not spaced properly, and I don't know how to fix that, but I'm just saying that's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I took away from it, having not watched round one, was the skills of kicking the ball around the ground and hitting targets is far better than I'd seen earlier on. And I reckon I reckon season two of the AFLW, because we started so poorly, I watched less. So I'm probably comparing season three to season one. And you would expect after two years that there'd be a significant leap. So, um, and there was. So, as credit to the code and the competition, it's miles better than I remember it. So, it's I'm happy to be watching it still. Did you hear about the North Melbourne girl Ash? Can't remember her first name. Oh, her surname. Sorry, Ash Ash Riddell or something like that. She got a she didn't ankle, but it was from a bump that was like forty meters off the ball. Wow. Do you think that's something that could be outlawed from the game, Timothy? I think any any contact that can cause an injury that's more than 10 metres off the ball probably... I mean, unless it's just freaky crazy and whoever bumped her couldn't have anticipated that she was going to get injured out of it, if, if she's done something away from the ball, yeah. you probably deserve a week in a short... I'm just trying to say, look, basketball is a non-contact sport, which is plenty of contact if yep, you watch yep, it at the absolutely. highest level. Yep. I'm just saying, surely we can put our minds together and get a well if, form of football. If Caleb Marchbank got cleaned up 40 metres off the ball and missed two weeks because of it, I would hope and expect that whoever did it to him probably gets a week. Physically different, though. I'm just I'm, I'm going back to this, which you're going to try and keep avoiding. Physically different. A woman, even a woman, at full pace as a projectile hitting another woman is going to cause more damage than a man doing the same thing. It's just fact. Say that again. A woman. So if hitting- a woman gets the ball, runs full pelt at another woman and hits her, that w- woman who got hit is going to feel it more than if a man running full pelt hit another man. But you're saying that because the man who's been hit has played 15 years of footy prior to it no. as opposed to the woman who... 
some chances probably has played 15 years of footy before it too. I'm just saying then... Maybe not the 18-year-old players. Not who physically are, built to handle severe then, impacts. I think, I but think then isn't, isn't it relative? I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm listening and hearing everything that you're saying, but a guy... They appear to be a little bit more reckless yeah. in the way they go about it. That's just my observation. Yeah. I'm not hating. No, no. Round, round one, there was a few... But if we th- keep dropping off good plays with ACLs and every other injury, then what are we going to be left with? Yeah. Especially in an expanded competition next year where the talent pool is going to be spread out even thinner. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you want to keep as many of your good players as possible for the spectacle. Just putting it out there. Yeah. But you can't sanitise it by the same token. And, no, and, you can't sanitise it to a point where it's not recognisable yeah. as the sport. There is a lot of women that I've heard say, oh, I'm really looking forward to playing AFLW. I love the physicality and all that sort of stuff. And mm. and they've and if anything, they're probably playing uh, an over-accentuated physical game rather than being a skillful game. And I think mm. that was probably one of the arguments in Season 1 was um, there, are guys, there are women that are willing to get down and dirty and be physical, but they lack the the skill and the the smarts to be able to play the game at a higher level. Mm. And that was part of the criticism. So whether whether the injury to your girl Ash from North Melbourne is a, a product of that, I have no idea. But I reckon that's I take, I take your point. Even if it's I just think anything off the ball anything off the ball weeks. Even if it's illegal, it just doesn't require it. Mm. It's hard in a seven week competition though, isn't it? Because you miss a week, it's the equivalent of getting three in AFL terms. Yep. So it's just... Which probably means you need to be more careful as a result of it too. I'd just like to see more open, free-flowing football. I, I do agree with that too. All right. Mm-hmm. Salient point to end Oh, you're on. awake now, Sean. We yeah. weren't talking NFL. That's generally when you fall asleep. Generally. <coughs> and us done. That's us done. For, that? It's done. Another, are you going to upload it to the internet this week, Sean? We've done... This will be our fifth... Episode, you've only uploaded one. Oh, sorry, no, advertise one. Fabian's been given the task of doing the Twitter because he literally, it doesn't even move, actually. We come to him, we record, I cut, I edit, I upload, Tim does his quiz. So Fabian's been charged with promotion. How do you record without a... Chief without marketing Without an area officer. to record? How do you upload it without internet, Sean? Yeah. Chief marketing officer Fabian Guadagnolo will be taking over the Twitter handle going forward. It is his responsibility to. Uh, I'll, I'll still do all the editing, all the uploading, all the everything that goes. Along. Wait till football season starts and Sean starts tweeting from the EM printed cast. Account. That's why I stopped because remember Fabian used to crack it. All I want you to do is sign off as you, so but your dickhead opinions people don't think it's me and Tim. I think that uh, a little SB on the bottom. Hashtag SPB. That's that, it. Hashtag SPB. I think a little bit of uh, listening from tonight's episode will. Um, people will probably want more of my opinions. What was the final score on the quiz? I won uh, six to four, I believe, to bridge the gap. Not bad. Imagine you'd got Villanova rather than Gonzaga. Oh, fuck. I was thinking it was – I was. I, I had no idea either way. Yeah. I was just guessing a silly name. Yeah. All right. For me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you very much for listening. Fabian Guadagnolo is here. Whatever. See you later. Tim Davis is here, of course. Always a pleasure. We'll catch you next week. See you later. So when did you know? So- she was the one for you. October 21st, 1975. Jesus Christ, you know the fucking day? Oh, yeah. Because it was game six of the World Series. Biggest game in Red Sox history? Yeah, sure. My friends and I had you know, slept out on the sidewalk all night to get tickets. You got tickets? Yep. Day of the game. We're sitting in a bar waiting for the game to start. 
and in walks this girl. It was an amazing game, though. You know, bottom of the eighth, Carbo tied it up at the 6-6. Six, six. It went to 12. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom! He clocks it, you know. High, fly ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet, yelling at the ball. But that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over! Get over! Get over! And then it hits a foul pole. Oh, he goes ape shit, and 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking pulling oh, no, he's like, oh, get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. Baby. I can't fucking believe you had tickets in that fucking game. Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field, I wasn't there. What? No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, fucking... no, no, she lit up the room. I don't Ooh. care if Helena Troy walks oh, into the Helena room. That's Troy. game six. Mm. Oh, my God. And who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? They had to. What did you say to them? I just slid my ticket across the table, and I said, Sorry, guys, I gotta see about a girl. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl? Yeah. That's what you said? I had to. And they let you get away with that? Oh, yeah, they saw in my eyes that I meant it. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you, Will. That's why I'm not talking right now about some girl I saw at about 20 years ago and how I always regretted not going over and talking to her. I don't regret the 18 years I was married to Nancy. I don't regret the six years I had to give up counseling when she got sick. And I don't regret the last years when she got really sick. And I sure as hell don't regret missing a damn game. That's regret. Wow. Would have been nice to catch that game, though. I didn't know Pudge was going to hit a home run. <laughs>